Hey guys, welcome to another week of Ghost in the Scene. Uh, I'm your host Gio with your ho- my co-host Rob. How's it going, Rob? Oh, guys, it's getting spookier and spookier. We're getting into the fall season. I think I was talking about this last week, uh, but I'm feeling it. Uh, I think the ghosts are starting to to rumble and wrestle. They're starting to poke their heads out of their graveyards. You know, uh, it, they're kind of like the Punxsutawney Phil of uh, of spookiness. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they're rising up, and they don't cast a shadow, so they're not going to be afraid. And that's the – you know, I, I try to tell people that all the time, that when you see shadow people, uh, that it's complete bullshit. Guys, uh, ghosts don't have shadows, you fucking idiots. Like, I, I know that it's it's interesting and it's fun to think, ooh, shadow people, ooh, you know, like you see people when you're in your room and it's scary. Guys, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by that. Ghosts don't have shadows. So I'm, I'm glad they're you brought that up. Yes, they're see-through. You, you're not going to see a ghost shadow. That's <laughs> You're a child. Anyway, so um, there's some stuff that happened this week that, that we just couldn't, couldn't get over. Um, the, the new rule uh, of the Oscars that they were going to come up with a new category, it is actually uh, – basically what happened is – the ghosts were angry, and people uh, are, were also kind of angry. And so because of that – and obviously this wasn't really about people. This is more about ghosts. Mm-hmm. What really happened was that the ghosts lobbied behind the scenes and got the Oscars to change their tune. They went back, and they said, we're not going to do it anymore until further comment. We're, we're taking it back. And so wow. just like that, it's – they uh, they're changing history just like that. They're erasing it, and they think they can put the genie back in the bottle right when they come out. And it's really the closest thing that we've had a public acknowledgement of the the ghost run industry because that's what this award was. It was for most ghosts, mm-hmm. um, and we were very shocked about brazen that was. Uh, so, and they think they can just make that go away. They think that we'll just all forget about this, and we don't forget. You know, we are we are on the scene, and as you are as well. So, uh, absolutely nice try, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But we see you. Yeah, and so we have the Oscars pulling their classic bullshit. It's a bait and switch, and then you know, probably in a couple of months, we'll find out that they added two more categories: best ghost um, actor, best ghost actress. So um, we'll we'll keep you updated on on the Oscars thing, but it's this is a crazy train, guys. We are in a crazy, crazy train. Uh, here's another thing, this week, that came out a movie. It is a horror movie. It's called The Nun. Have you have you heard about this movie, Rob? You know I have, and at first I thought it was talking about like uh, the number, like there was nothing there, like it was a movie about nothing. And I was a little confused. I was like, I, I don't understand that, that there's a movie about nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how long this movie could be. Uh, do you just watch a bunch of trailers and then the black screen for like an hour and a half? Uh, no. Which is, would be very subversive, actually, if they actually did that. Well, what I wanted to say about this movie is it has a religious theme to it. But it is... Not actually religious. I mean, it is religious, but it's a ghost movie. And I, I, I just want to say this is 
by far one of the biggest Hollywood kind of switch-ups. You're going to have grandmas and grandpas going into the theaters, gonna trying to watch a movie about a nun, about you know Mother Teresa or whoever they think nuns are. And they're going to find out that it's a it's a scary demon lady and and this movie um it's about a priest with a haunted past this is on imdb a priest with a haunted past and a novice on the threshold of her final vows so it's about a young nun and a priest who's been haunted by ghosts and they're fighting a demonic nun Grandma and Grandpa are going to have a heart attack in the theater. I hope that the directors and the writers are ready for the backlash that they're going to get from all of the uh, senior citizens of the world that just wanted a happy movie about a nun. And, I mean, uh, it's almost a... They, they really should be. And it's almost as bad as going to a Catholic mass nowadays where all they do is you get there and they just grope you and fondle you and send mm-hmm. you on your way. It, uh, I, it used to be so, so much more of a – they would give you wine and they would give you bread and so much more of a, a, a religious experience. And now it's just groping. Right. And it's terrible. I mean, at least, right. At least they'd give you some wine before you gro- they groped you to make you kind of feel a little bit more at ease. But now it's just straight mm-hmm. groping all the time. Now, now it's just uh, it's terrible. very sickening. You know, and that's the thing, that this is the perfect time to take shots at the Catholic Church. And I think that's what this movie, if, if anything, is doing because they're making it about a demonic nun, a nun who has Satan in her. So it's like, okay, think about it. Nuns, they marry God, and that's why they, they can't have like marriage, right? Well, this nun married Satan, mm. and, and it's subversive in, in the way that it kind of makes fun of Catholicism. But – I mean, we, we can't really be that positive about it. I'm pretty sure that they're going to kill the nun. Um, I have a Ghost in the Scene street team investigator watching the movie as we speak. They're in the theater, and so we will get a full report when, when they're out, and we can find out exactly what happens. So we can spoil it for everybody. Yeah, but, and just for safety's sakes, we do have uh, monitors on, on this person as well. We have all their vitals. We're seeing them right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that must have been a pretty spooky spot. Uh, I just saw the heartbeat just kind of yeah they got high cholesterol a little bit they should, they, they should they should go to a doctor about their cholesterol so levels. either it high. was a, a scary moment in the movie that, that there was a spike or maybe they just had like a an extra bite of extra butter popcorn so we'll have more details for you for everyone on that on that later so stay tuned for that exactly so we have movies about nuns we have Oscar talk we have a week full to the brim of what can only be described as one of the most chaotic weeks in political history for the presidency ever. Stephen Baldwin is fucked. I like. I don't think there's any way he can act out of this way. He, he, there's there's no way that he can act himself out of this hole that he dug himself. Uh, it's, uh, it's too deep. I mean, uh, eventually, when you play the charade. You're going to be unmasked. And I, I never understood this about the end game that the Baldwins are trying to play here. That, like, what did they think was going to happen? That we would just accept that we would have a Baldwin president this whole time? No. 
you know, people are rightfully shocked about the whole situation, and it's only going to get worse for him. Well, we, we have here a very complex situation, and for those of you who aren't really following politics, um, especially the a actual news, the true news, and not the fake news that a lot of people uh, watch, it's hard. It's hard to understand. So I'm going to try to break it down for you and make it very simple. Okay, so basically, if, if we bring it down into layman terms, Donald Trump, Stephen Baldwin as Donald Trump, is in so much trouble that he is now kind of kind of falling back on his acting sensibilities, his improv. Mm -hmm. And it is, it, it is this kind of improvisation that I believe is really detrimental to the democracy, okay? Because you have a guy who is just kind of talking off the top of his head. And you could say that it is like, what, like sloppy, but what I think is really happening, it's almost like, have you heard of the, um, the it, it's a method of like therapy. It's called automatic writing. It's basically you put your hand to a pen um, and then you put it to a paper and you just start writing random, random words in, in, in a continuous line. It's a stream of consciousness kind of thought. It sounds and like a possession to me. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm getting at. It's the fact that he is allowing himself to be vulnerable. He opens himself up and just starts talking from the top of his head, and he's allowing something to possess him. We don't know what it is, and we can only imagine that it is something more powerful than Stephen Baldwin because – he is accessing this when he needs it in front of crowds so that he can continue his charade. So You're at this point, we have to really consider the president of the United States right now is a demon posing as Stephen Baldwin, posing as Donald Trump. Yes. And you have Melania is an imposter. She is a, a figment of our imagination. There is... No, Melania Trump. I mean, just ask Stephen. Like, he has no idea what you're talking about if you bring up Melania. And it's yeah. because she's not real. And we have evidence. And, and this is all provable. You guys just have to look it up. Go and don't, don't look up fake news. If you, if you go on fakenews.com, you're going on the wrong website. Go to realnews.com. That's where I get all my info. So we have Stephen Baldwin making a big mess of it. And we have people behind the scenes. And they're saying that they're uh, taking uh, stuff from his desk, that they're taking paper from him, that they're hiding stuff. And it, it all seems like Stephen is losing control of what's going on. And you really have to think, when is it? When when are they going to put him behind bars? When is he going to uh, pay for all the crimes he's committed? And when will the when will the world realize that Donald Trump doesn't exist either, and that it's always just been Stephen Baldwin? Uh, hopefully soon, because like I, I think there's at least counts of fraud. I'm pretty sure he's been trying to get discounts under a false name. I'm pretty sure that is uh, a jailable offense. 
by himself. Oh, yeah. Like that's serious stuff. You know, he he probably has a military discount, and he's he's accessing that military discount, and that's unfair for for all the veterans out there. You sh you should be appalled that Stephen Baldwin is he's the commander in chief. He's getting a military discount. Uh, you know, at your local Whole Foods or Raging Waters. Um, you know, anywhere and uh, under false pretenses. Yeah, he didn't serve a, a goddamn day in his life in the military. He didn't do anything, and that's even for the real Donald Trump. That guy didn't even spend a, a, a day in his life serving our serving our country, and he probably still gets uh, the military discount when he gets his haircut at Smart. Uh, what do you call it? Supercuts. It, well, if he if he existed, which he doesn't. Exactly. So, Gio, I I don't want to get into too much of hypothetical silly talk. All right, I don't want right. to get lost in the weeds of made up stories of a I real Donald Trump. The, uh, yeah, of like a supposed Donald Trump. I want to talk about reality. Okay, I, that's yes. what we're here for. That's what our listeners are here for. That's yes. what you, our listener, is our tuner show to hear some reality. Yes. So let's get back to reality, and that also kind of hits me to my next point of of what was going on in the week. Back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. We're talking about Eminem's new rap album. It's called Kamikaze. I just wow. this this is a a quick uh, segment. Ghost in the sound. It's it's all about how ghosts are streaming through our music, and there is no more clear of an image than a ghost coming through you to music through music than by an album called Kamikaze. I mean, think about it. It's a it's about a guy who has a plane. And he runs it and he kills himself, turning himself into a ghost and also everybody else who he ran into. So these are ghost events. Sounds sounds like there's there's ghosts over there, Whoa. Rob. Whoa. Oh, my God. I, you, I, I said the word ghost event and I, and I heard a, a strange moaning sound. What? Oh, God. No, I can't be. I have all my firewalls up. Damn it. Strange. Okay. Oh, God. Oh. Now I'm feeling a chill, Gio. Wait, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on, Rob, but let's let, let, let's keep on going and, and hope that this ghost is, is a nice ghost. He's not allowed in our podcast, so I think our listeners are safe. So let's be strong for our listeners. All right. Let's, I mean, let, I'll, I'll stay on as long as I can, but uh, just so you know, this is an unknown entity. I haven't seen a ghost like this before. Like I said, all my all my normal protections and firewalls are mm -hmm. active and they have not shown a sign, but obviously we just had a paranormal event of course. Um, recorded on this audio. Um, wow. So there's more to be discovered there. Maybe they will come back. Maybe they will speak they to us some more. So they there's might. more to stay in tune on that, on that front. So but I'm, I'll be safe. Keep your ears peeled, peeled guys. I want you to listen to this podcast closely. You will be hearing possible ghosts in the background. Because they're not allowed in our podcast, but sometimes they're in our rooms and, and they can they can make some noise too. They have uh, vocal cords. So, Kamikaze is an album where Eminem is attacking literally everybody that was mean to him in his whole life. It's it's um, the epitome of like a crybaby album. It's it's a poor me. I'm I'm the richest and best rapper in the whole universe. And yet everybody thinks I'm old and corny. 
So here's an old and corny album to show everybody how old and corny I am. And what I really wanted to say is that this is the kind of thing when you start calling yourself a rap god, because that's what he calls himself, a rap god, you start to invite rap devils and rap demons. And all of these kind of rap entities, these are spirits that they don't leave. You call yourself a rap god, and you're surrounded by an army of rap, rap demons. And I think that's the problem that Eminem has faced himself with. And he's grown a beard out of, uh, out of some kind of weird protection, some kind of uh, fight or flight. He's, he's, his face has decided to grow a beard. And I think that this is a kind of uh, a moment in history where we have to realize it is one man versus a sea of demons and ghosts. And the fact that, and, and really, if you think about it, and I don't want to get uh, racial here, but he is a white man in rap. And he looks like a ghost a little bit. Hmm. Okay? And he is calling himself a god. A god is a spirit. So he's, all, he's calling himself, almost like he's calling himself a rap ghost. So I don't want to uh, go too much into like a track by track of his album. I just want to say that for those of you who think that um, Eminem is is coming back to like life, his career is coming back to life, his career is, is over. It's dead. Um, because he has portrayed himself as a ghost his whole career. And you can only do that for so long before the public just abandons you. And I think that's what's happened. I think people are tired of people looking like ghosts. That's what happened to Vanilla Ice. So I, I have to uh, just quickly mention... So, Stephen Baldwin, he has a lot of people that are trying to subvert him. And, and this, is, this is where we have to bring in this, the, the segment, the Underground Railroad to the White the, House. The Reverse Underground Railroad. The reverse Underground Railroad. It's going Railroad. backwards, people. We're heading in the reverse direction. In the bad way. So, this is what happens. This is a train that's backing up, and you've got your conductor at the... Wrong end of the train, can't see what's even happening, and he's barreling full speed ahead and going to who knows where. Going um, to the White House. That's the that's the problem, is it's going full speed backwards into the White House. And we had another development this week. So we've been talking about how Steven has people who trust him, who he thought he could trust. And now it's coming to light that there is one person in his administration that is part of the quote-unquote resistance. So what we can say here is that there is somebody in the White House who is probably found out about Stephen Baldwin and his identity and is about to blow the whistle. And whoever that is has their eye on the White House chair, on that Oval Office chair. They want to be the president. And so we got to ask, who is it? I think we're, we, among with everybody else in the world, we're all asking the same question. Who is it? So who do you think it is, Rob? I, I'm, I'm going to give you my guess, but you, you can go ahead and give me your guess next. 
Well, I mean, it's obviously someone that is keen to to ghosts, right? This is someone that wants to be in charge of all the ghosts in the nation uh, and live in the most haunted house uh, in the entire world. Uh, house so haunted that they have to paint it white. Um, so, uh, who could it be? I mean, it could even be our our, our made-up friend Melania. Oh, interesting. Now... I, I have I have a couple a couple guesses, but Melania is, is totally out of left field. I love that answer because an artifice, somebody that doesn't even exist, an artificial intelligence that they created called Melania, could have penned this. Interesting. But here's uh, here's my guess. I believe it was Ben Carson. And and oh. and, and I'll tell you why. So. Everybody knows Ben Carson as this very sleepy man. Okay, he talks slow. He's he has really droopy eyes. He's just a, overall just a sleepy guy. And it got me thinking. A guy who is that sleepy probably doesn't sleep that much. Right? Because if he would sleep that much, he wouldn't be so sleepy. So it got me thinking, what does he do at night? And the only thing I could think of, he probably just talks to ghosts all night. And I think you're right. I think you hit it perfectly when you said, this is the most haunted house in the world. And he wants to live there. Whoever, whoever is who wrote this wants to live there. So I think that a man who is so sleepy, so sleep deprived, he could get possessed by one of the ghosts that he's talking to. And he could easily have written this without actually knowing that he wrote it. It's the perfect defense, plausible deniability. He doesn't know that he wrote it. He's so sleepy that he probably passed out finally from, you know, 72 hours of not sleeping and just talking to ghosts all day and Ooh. being the director of HUD. And then, you know, he woke up and the email was already sent. He didn't know what, you know, that he sent it. Interesting. Well, maybe someone's speaking through him. Maybe. Yeah. And, maybe. and here's, here's what I think. And, and this is, you're going to think I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. It's Stephen Baldwin. He's the leaker. Oh, my God. Right. He's looking for an out. He needs an out. It's his only way out. So he goes through Ben Carson. He's obviously in because he's been working in the White House. He's in tune with all the ghosts. He's the leader of all the ghosts. I mean, he's the leader of the country right now. So he's able to command a ghost, send it over, and possess Ben Carson to write an email accusing him of being uh, negligent. Not even wow. him of Donald Trump, so that Donald Trump can go to go to trial. Maybe they've been developing a Donald Trump artificial intelligence, like they did with Melania. It's just, I mean, it's, it's his only way out. He has and, to rat himself out to get back out of the corner. That is, wow. I, I think mean, that's, I think that's pretty genius. We all saw how realistic the Donald Trump animatronic robot looked at the Walt Disney uh, Hall of Presidents. So that was a year ago, right? Who's to say that in a year they didn't come up with new technology to make that animatronic robot even more realistic 
like they did with Melania. I think that Stephen, I think when when you were saying that you didn't understand his end game, I think we just figured it out. This is it. This is his way out. Then it's genius. Using Ben Carson is probably the smartest thing he could have done. And uh, the fact that he chose the sleepiest man to not even remember it, it just makes it even more smarter. But. But it's he, not smart enough for us. Exactly. Not smart enough to get the Ghost in the Scene crew. We see you, President Baldwin. And and we will not be dissuaded. We will not uh, not tell everybody. We're going to tell everybody about this. So I'm sorry to put you on blast, Mr. President, but mm -hmm. it's not going to fly. Not in America. No. I mean, this is, the, this is a country where the people rule and we call the shots. You work for us. Mr. Baldwin, uh, technically, we didn't even give you this job, so you're doing it under false pretenses, and we're you're not getting out of it. You know, mm -hmm. you're stuck. You're stuck That's with right. this decision, and we're going to hold your feet to the fire, and we're going to make you accountable for it. So, so we have a very delicate constitutional crisis that is teetering on the edge of an all-out civil war, and we have the. Alec, Alexander Ray Baldwin and Stephen Baldwin to thank for it. So when you when you kiss your child good uh, good night tonight, and and they ask, "Mommy, Daddy, when the revolution comes, where what side will you be on?" I want you to say you're on the side of Ghost in the Scene, that you're on the side of truth and justice, because we're always going to be fighting for you guys. We're always going to be on your side, and we're never going to ever bow down to the likes of the Baldwin brothers or anybody, Justin Bieber either. So that's important. Yeah, everyone, keep those lines of communications open. DM us, tweet us, you know, at Ghost in the Scene. Uh, find us on our Instagram, at Ghost in the Meme with underscores in between. Mm -hmm. uh, email us, ghostinthescene at gmail.com. Uh, you can mail us, uh, you know, courier pigeon. Uh, it'll find its way. We'll, we'll get your messages. We're getting them all over the place. Use your, visit your psychic. Uh, we have our own in-house medium uh, who takes messages. So leave a message with them, mm -hmm. uh, and it'll get to us. Uh, That's right. And just keep on searching for the truth, and we'll do it together, everyone. That's right. And I want you to remember this week, guys, that – Although there are ghosts and werewolves and vampires and monsters, you are also incredibly powerful. Um, mm -hmm. The power of incantations, we, we, we don't know how many spells we actually say throughout the day. Um, no one's ever been able to really measure that on average. Um, I would say we say more than 50 spells a day. Um, saying thank you is a spell. It's a spell of kindness. Um, it's, it's, it's things like that. So I want you to... Hashtag, uh, say a spell of kindness. Okay, guys? Uh, this week to each other. Because if we don't have civility, we really don't have anything. Okay, guys? So, uh, yeah, stay in the scene. And take care, guys. We love you.